singing? What song are you dropping? Uh, it all. You know what? Because we're recording this before the new year, like, I still yeah, haven't like the day decided. Before, the eve of the eve. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Even, I haven't decided. I, I feel like it's either going to be Ballin or West Coast DJ. I think it depends. He's yeah. got a West Coast set. Well, you know what though? Like a lot of people said that that was a pretty unanimous thing, and I argued that yes, that's a very mm-hmm. LA bubble. Yeah. Maybe not LA, but let's, let's yeah, it could be a, a West, Coast. West Coast bubble yeah. song. Yeah, because you know, I don't know if anybody's going to drop that in Nashville. I don't know if that's the song yeah. that's going to be dropping in Boston. Right. That's what I said. I so, said, man, it depends on where you're at, what city you're at, what type of crowd you got. There's yeah, a plethora of songs I think that could be dropped at that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. big ups to uh, Sean Dickerson who who was arguing me on this point, but I was like, my brother, I know all the rooms you've been to. I'm sure they'll probably be doing balling, but. There are so many rooms, and I only say this because he said the key word, everywhere. Yeah. It'll work everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yo, not there's everywhere. not one. I will say that. There's no one song that'll work everywhere. I had to, yeah, I, I tweeted something along those lines. It's just like, I think this is the first year that I can remember where there's no, like, unanimous song. And that's even if you go into different genres. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. pop. Lizzo? Yeah, but you ain't playing that in a hip-hop crowd. No, right. Yeah. But I'm saying for like a pop crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think definitely. that's a unanimous record? Like, mm. maybe not? Maybe. Not unanimous. No. Right. So we're going to the cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DJs, let us know what song you played. Yeah, we want to know what night. songs you guys played. At how it worked. And how, I mean, how it worked for you My guys. experiences with doing New Year's Eve is people are so trashed by... 12 a.m. that it could be anything it could yeah. be anything they don't i mean yeah they, they get up for the moment right but it can be anything and then right. after that you can play anything yeah right. and good. chances are some of them are just gonna bounce because they they came what they came to do and then right. it has nothing to do with you or the club it's just like all right let's hit the streets or depending on how much money the, they drop that night they yeah, might but wait the whole I, night I, out. i've seen people um clubs not empty out but thin out around 1 a.m you know, and you're still in the thick of your shit. I've been, yeah, because mm. I've been going at it since ten. Yeah, that's true. Because you, you got that two hour build up to the moment. I think that's the one night of the whole year that people will actually show up when the doors open. Yeah, right. No right. matter, no matter if you're just someone that's going to be on the dance floor and at true. the bar, or if you're someone that's buying a table. Yeah. yeah. The doors open at 10, you will probably be there from between 10 and 10.30. You will and, probably be in that building. And I don't even blame them for that because I remember, uh, I can't remember if it was, a, it was probably two years ago, but I remember having a gig in Hollywood and I want to say we tried to pull up at 11, but it was so hectic and crazy <laughs> that we couldn't even get in in time yeah, for, for the, the countdown. Yeah. Like yep. we spent the countdown waiting on the bottle girl to bring out the bottle just to, I was like, yo, get me Anything, anything right? yeah. to just toast show, right? to with my friends. Exactly. I'll yes. take anything. I'll take juice. Like, just <laughs> yeah. give me something to toast to because this is going to make, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a moment with your friends. Yep. You know, so um, that's also part of probably the reason, you, you know, you don't know what to expect. Traffic, lines yeah, at the exactly. door, ticket issues, Man, whatever. It's going to be just, you know. So, I hope, you know. I hope everybody's New Year's was good. They uh, had Ep- a safe one. Episode 27, we are um, wishing you guys had a great, blessed uh, New Year's Eve and That's New right. Year's Day. Yep. Um, it's 2020 too. now, gentlemen. 2020, yeah. 2020. Wow. You know what? You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's just another year, just another day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? 100. 
I mean, not, it's another not, decade, Joe. It's Some another. Play it? It's another. It's just another day. You know what I mean? The yeah. grand scheme. Like, you, do you think time is Father Time is saying, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a good Christmas" or "This is going to be a special New Year's Eve"? No. But I'm. Mean, I'm not trying to like depress the moment. But I'm just saying, like, end of the day, you still got to go out and do what you got to do. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, no just, matter how significant the moment is, like, yeah. hey man, I still got to go out and grind and do my thing. Just give some people to believe more into. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, some people. Yeah. I feel it. Well, we're, we're in episode 27. I go by Danger Zone. To my left, Mickey War. To my right, DJ Rel. We are the Mickey D's podcast. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, how was our weekends? Weekends was lovely. Mm-hmm. Christmas was uh, pretty fun. It was. Family filled. Yeah. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. so. Yep. I mean, it, I feel like it, it landed in such a weird time, right? Where like this whole New Year's and then Christmas and then what was it? The uh, last Thursday felt like the most Monday is Thursday ever. Yeah, right. Like it just felt like another week. We know. Yeah. And then you're like in the weekend. We yeah. know what day it is. I was at the barbershop and one weird. of the barbers asked me, he was just like, because we go to the same sushi spot. And he was like, yo, when's the last time you've been to the sushi spot? And I was like, oh, I went on Thursday. Keep in mind, I was at the barbershop on Saturday. And he's like, uh, he was like, he was like, so you were there yesterday? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, no. No. Yesterday was Friday. And he was like, oh shit. Like we didn't no one knew what day it was. Yeah. It's crazy. You never like that time frame between Christmas and New Year's. It's like, yeah. what day is it? And that's about to get and then we gotta run it back this week. Yep. You know, with the big the big New Year's Eve night. And then it'll just yeah. we'll see how everybody else operates. Yeah. It'll be yeah. Good. We'll see. But, I'm sure everybody will be back to track at the end of the week by, you know, by today, by Monday. Right. When this is so true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ro, did you do anything special this weekend? Um, uh, this weekend's with the, the the less I'm gonna bundle it all up in the Christmas weekend. I had an an eventful um weekend weekends um this Christmas New Year's week. Uh, I did um I actually did a gig for uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Hey, and he had uh he had hired uh, YG. This this probably was one of the but I did a, I did so real quick um, I did a, um, an event for him last year as well and he hired Mustard so these guys live in his neighborhood Oh, so he has that connection and whenever right. like he does an event he has them come perform that for them Calabasas. or whatever no they actually live in Chatsworth where yeah. Sierra Canyon is yeah. right behind Sierra Canyon yeah. so um, it was that that event was dope like these people were turned um, YG came over there and he brought it to the next level. Shout out Vision because he was there. He, oh, yeah. he, he DJed a couple of tracks for YG. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was yeah, one just... moment where it was one moment where they were screaming, "Perform, fuck, Don, you know, fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump." And he was just like, "I don't know, man. That's a lot of pressure right now. You know, obviously with the whole impeachment thing going on and whatnot." Yeah. Uh, He's like, "I don't know, you know, I got an actual old man if, if he if he's cool with that." <laughs> and Cedric goes, "Man." Fuck that fool, sing that shit. I was like, yo. And I mean, the place erupted. Like, erupted. And I was like, holy like shit. That? Like, nice. Um, I like that. But yeah, so I did that that week. The following day, I did uh, Danny Lay's um, uh, birthday. The artist Danny Lay, the singer. Yeah. Just to um, pause you real quick. Yeah. Can you just imagine YG pulling up with like some sugar or some milk like next door? It's like, oh, you, oh, you yeah. want to jump bro, off real quick? Yo, he had, he had, he literally, and yo, and before oh, you, I think, <laughs> I think he came from, if I'm not mistaken, I think he just came from that Laker game, whatever oh, that Laker yeah. game was that day. But he had on a wife beater and a, like a, like a, a, a peacoat over it, right? Like a peacoat, <laughs> a wife beater. But he, he literally had some shit like, he just rolled out of the crib and just walked down the street right. on some shit. Like, and I was just yeah. like, yo, this, and it so was like crazy. Gucci loafers. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> but, um, 
Um, so Danny Lay's party. Danny Lay's party. We did. Shout out my boy uh, DJ yeah. Waddy J. Yeah. He's Danny Lay's uh, tour DJ. They did her birthday and um, she's um, collabing with Puma. So like, you so, know, right. whatever. So they had like this big event. That shit was crazy. Um, we did that at Adults Only in Hollywood. That nice. was crazy. Waddy and I just went back and forth all night. That was dope. And I closed out the weekend's private shit. And then I did 82 Lounge where you showed up at. Yeah, Mickey came. Oh, yeah. You showed up at 82 Lounge. Um, and that was cool. That usually is like just real kind of kickback if you guys are not familiar with that spot. It's an arcade bar downtown. Um, real cool. They have all the like vintage um, video games and whatnot. And I usually, whenever I do it, it's usually on Sundays. And um, it's really just, I just play like some underground like backpack hip hop shit, funk shit. Get to pretty much play whatever. Um, and it's usually just laid back shit. Like I just let tracks ride. I'm usually cutting my ass off or just, yeah. I use that as practice or whatever. Yo, this shit turned up. <laughs> yeah. It turned up and it was pouring outside. When we pulled up from my set, from my set, it was pouring outside. So I assumed that it was going to be slow. Nah. Yeah. I was like, okay. And like even the bartenders and, and one of the managers came over and he was like, yo, you got this shit jumping. And I was like, bro, I didn't do this. Like, right. they did that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was it was cool, man. You know, Christmas and New Year's, you know, you know whatever. Grand Park for New Year's. Um, That will be fun. Yeah. Because obviously we're recording now. Right. Um, But I'm at Grand Park. But like I said, my set's over at 1030. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, man, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that I get paid a nice little rate to do mm -hmm. an hour and a, hour and fifteen minute set, yeah, and, I'm out. and I'm out Dumped before midnight. I do not know out what I'm doing afterwards. I will be downtown. I, I'll have no idea what's going to be the move. What I don't want to run into is the scenario we were just talking about: is right. trying to get into a spot or get situated, and yeah. the countdown is already done. Hey Amen. Yep. And then I'm like, all right, I want to go. If you can make it to OC in time, I'll leave that back door open. For all right, you. Dude, shit, <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna talk to my. That is that is, that is that is a, that is a, quite a drive, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, how about you, gentlemen? How was the weekend? I'll piggyback on that just because I saw you at 82, yeah. which it was pouring crazy. Shout out to Mickey for being Yo, coming out. That was Saturday? That was kind of an accident. It was uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday? Sunday. Oh, it Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it was Sunday night. It was the 20... Oh, the night of... Yeah. Yeah, it was 20, okay. Sunday night. Yep. So, I can't even remember. Mm. But, yeah. But it was... It was man, it was pouring crazy. Um, I had actually made a, uh, trip to Orange County to go, uh, pick up something for a client that we had promised would be at the shop the next day. Mm. And, um, I, I was like, I'll leave it for later. Yeah. And it was like clear earlier, man, I hydroplaned like three or four times. Oh that was God. when I had, a, I had a tweet. I was like, man, this is like Mario Kart on the beach stage. Oh yeah. yeah like drivers. Just, just everything was just like, no, nah, I was, even, there was even nobody on the, I mean, there's some jerks who were going 80, like through puddles and different things on the freeway. Yeah. But yo, I couldn't go past seven or else I'd like literally, I'd start hydroplaning. I was okay. like, yo, this is just not safe. Yeah. And then while I was in Orange County, this is the first, I got served a tornado warning. Now, nice. as a California-raised kid, yeah. the only time I've been in another tornado warning was with you. Yeah. Driving back from... Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas. And that happens yeah. every day out there. Yeah, yeah. it was normal. You were like, oh, yeah, look they at made, that. They made like, a movie out of that yo, There was lightning every second, and Mike was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, no, it's like, normal out here. Out here. He got used to it. I was <laughs> looking around like, I was like, tripping yo. the first time, too. Like, man... Because you know, as a California kid, I mean, I've nah. seen snow maybe four or five times in my life, yeah. really, you know? So, like, 
Um, I think I had my first snow experience with you in DC. DC, that's right. right. Just thinking about it. And I knew, and I learned the difference between slushy snow and soft snow. Yeah, don't fuck with none of them. (laughs) Did you do an angel in it? So stupid. (laughs) All all wet. (laughs) All wet. (laughs) But I did bring my Tim's. At least I was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were. I was ready. Um, But yeah, so I drove, and then um, of course, being irresponsible, don't do this. I was driving and. Going through uh, the gram a little bit, and uh, shout out to Lauren who posted that she was at your gift. Yeah, shout out to Snappers. And then um, I saw it, and I was like, I actually DM'd you and uh, Jen, and I think her, like y'all still there? <laughs> oh like, yeah, you did. You I'm did like, I don't think me. I'm ready to go like, home, yeah. type of thing. I was like, I'm and here then, too, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, and then I was like, you know, what? I just I just pulled up, and then as soon as I parked, he says, yeah, we're still here. I was like, all right, bet. Yeah. Just pulled up, got to catch a little little vibe. Yeah. And um and then fast forward to the weekend, I actually got called in to cover for our good friend Night Train mm-hmm. in Riverside. At, Pro- at Prohibition, right? Prohibition. Nice. Yeah, that was super last minute. Uh Night Train got sick mm. and I had already hit up um Darren from Prohibition uh the day before just to like say, Hey, I'm coming out, you know, since my brother lives out there. I was like, yo, I'm coming out with Night Train tomorrow. Uh, this was on Friday. And and then I just get the DM like, hey, can you clock in? And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, just got a cancellation. And I was like, what? So I had to check in with Night Train, make sure it was good. And then, surely enough, it turned out to be a really fun night, man. Like, yeah. got to play some, like, like real open format music. Literally Dope. go through all the, all the different genres. And I haven't mm-hmm. played, you know... House uh, up 128 BPM mm, nice. post stuff. Yeah, dust those off. Gotta like get the cobwebs <laughs> off. <him. laughs> did, you, did you get? Were you able to get into some like Aquanet? You know, flashback shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a man. little bit of. A I little know bit, that shit rocks yeah, out there. A little bit of sprinkle of that. A little bit of Selena. Yo, Papa Roach. Like all those rock classics. Ooh. They go there. Man. They go, and you know, you you get the spots right. Like you got you're, you're the, the the drug dealer joints at the tables. You got the, yeah. the ladies who like the sing-alongs in the middle. You mm-hmm. got the in the far back. You got your freestyle fans. So it was a it was a fun, diverse crowd. Dope. Um, shout out to them for always the, the hospitality. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun, random night. Nice. And, you know, from there, just got to spend time with little bro out in um, Riverside, who I have spoken to, and he will be coming on soon on the pod. Okay. 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 Don't say why he's coming. I won't on, say I why. I want to steal our No idea. spoilers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. No spoilers, but yeah. he's preparing. Okay. Dope. So yeah, we need we'll that. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah. want him to talk out of his ass. No. Yeah. No. 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 We get enough of that on this pod. <laughs> right. Yeah. We do that. Plenty. We do enough of it. We got that covered. <laughs> Joseph, you're fresh from um, a trip. Yeah, man. Shout out to Big Night Live Entertainment. Um, they own Shrine of Connecticut and a Memoir on the Gra- and the Grand in Boston and amongst other things. But they're freaking killing it out there, man. Like the, the Shrine was dope, a real fun crowd. And, uh, and Memoir was a lot of fun as well. But I noticed something at 1245 when I got, and this is, this is in both spots are open format. You can play all the sing-along stuff. You can kind of go wherever you want. Right. Um, both casino crowds, um, but around twelve fifty, I got into my seventy BPM bag, and I just started seeing bottles flying out. And you mm-hmm. know, from there seventy, I worked my way up to 
playing Jane, and then I just keep going up in the hip hop stuff. Right. And I just started seeing bottles flying out, and you know, I made sure I told the owner, and and I stayed an extra day to go see Griffin at the Grand. Griffin's yeah. a EDM guy, which was like sold out, just stupid packed. I, I you know, I, I mean, I might look like an idiot right now, but I've never heard this guy before. Right. So they're like, yeah, he every time he. He DJs for us. He sells. I was like, well, let me check this out. We right. stayed in a hotel across the street. Yeah. Is this whole name thing like off of Griffey? Because I saw him wearing a baseball jersey. He wore a baseball, probably. Maybe. Maybe he's a base. It's rare you see DJs that are baseball fans. Right. Or yeah. sports like, fans. I mean, that was like a really nice little subliminal. If it's, that's it. I'm yeah. just guessed. I could, saw you. I thought he's just going to take yeah. on with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn I should have checked if he had the Griffies. <laughs> I should have said he was wearing the Griffies. Right, look. But, um... So yeah, it, uh, I, I made sure I told the owner, you know, this is, you know, this is what happened. So for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it, it, it helps them when it comes down to their numbers. Um, but, uh, and Randy, the owner that took me to big night live, which is their new venue. And it's so, I, I haven't seen a venue like this and I haven't been to every, um, live entertainment ve- venue, but not only do they have the GA space, they also have tables surrounding the GA space, which is a significant gap between each other, the GA space and the tables. And that's something like when we go to the Microsoft Theater, like you've been there yeah. before, it's the newer theater uh, live show space in LA across yeah. the street from Staples Center. Right. Mm-hmm. There, I don't, I don't think there's any tables. If there are, there's only a small handful, right? I want to say Microsoft's set up more like a theater. Right. Like full theater vibe. Right. Um, the Novo might be more of like, I think, the GA space okay. with, but usually what they'll do is similar to House of Blues or uh, what's that place? Observatory. Yeah. Well, they'll do a second floor. Sure, the, right. the upstairs. Uh, no, and then yeah. do tables there. Versus, oh, right. And Avalon's built like that too in Hollywood with a second per, yeah, floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah second exactly. floor tables. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so this is a newer space. It's connected to the garden. And um, yeah, so you have a ton of tables in the outside. And just the whole thing looks incredibly clean. Guy Ferrari, that Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. Yeah. he has a restaurant connected to it. The whole space just looks incredible. And Boston has money to spend. It's just about getting these do. people to come out and spend the money. Right. So, um, yeah, shout out to those guys. Hopefully we'll be doing something with them yeah. in the near future or so. Um, but, yeah, that was my weekend. Sam came out. It's her first time being in Boston. Did you say a birthday gift? <laughs> <laughs> birthday's yeah. in March <laughs> Birthday's in March Part of her birthday gift Chalk it up to the deposit <laughs> Don't ask me for shit in 2020 <laughs> Just think You know Valentine's birthday Come on man That's, right. that's, that's a six months ticket Around the holidays man You know hotel but, but you know We were we were amongst uh, People that were connected In the, si- the city Shout out to our, my guy Vinny um, Everywhere we went It was just taken care of And, and he's also a VIP host at Boston So he, you know We were just well taken care of um, but oh, and I want to give a shout out to the opener skills. Is it DJ Skills Music? Is that what it is? Jay, what's his name? Skills. DJ Skills Music. He opened for me at Shrine. Did a really, really good job. His first hour was all hip hop, like like older R and B stuff. I swear to God, I thought Rel was DJing. <laughs> Every element about his about his set was the the the, the, the chirps, the, not the chirps, but the scribbles on the one yeah. and dropping. And he was super in and out, but it wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't yeah. too fast. It, he was just, you know, it, it had a nice flow. And then he got into the up-tempo stuff, so he really showed his range on what he can do. Right. But he did a really good job. And Tony Clark at Memoir, when I walked in at 1130, it was still... It was still um, kind of quiet in there. 
And you don't know what you're going to get the weekend before New Year's Eve, right? Some some places hit. Some are just like people are saving it for New Year's. Yeah. So so it was kind of quiet when I walked in. And Tony was like, man, I, like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Like, I'm not sure because I don't want to lose. I'm like, bro, just keep doing what you're doing. It'll be fine. So, so by the time I picked my head up at 12, the place was packed and we were good. Yeah. And he, we talked about it after. And I said, no, nah, like what you did was perfect. Like you didn't scare him away and you didn't give him too much. You didn't get him too hype. Like yeah, you kept him nice and solid. Yeah. So when I got on, you know, you, you pass the baton to me and I take it from there. So I just want to shout out to those guys and give them love. But yeah, man, that was my weekend. Yeah, we know, we know, so I don't personally know skills, but my fiance knows skills because he's in uh, Connecticut, right? I, he, yeah, I guess. He's, does he live in New York? He lives okay, in Connecticut, Connecticut, right? He's at, he's at Shrine, right? He probably told me that I just... Forgot. He's at Shrine, yeah, right? Yeah, Shrine. So Shrine. yeah, my fiance knows him from when she used to go-go dance back in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I always knew that when Joe was going out to Shrine and doing stuff, I was like, yo, there's a cat out there that she knows that you're, you know, or something like that. And we couldn't figure it out. And then when he finally posted a picture this weekend, we were like, that's the guy. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that, that's who okay. we knew. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah, in yeah. our circle. Yeah. So. Shout out to Tony who listens to the pod. Tony Clark. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. He's also a, a, a teacher at the Berkeley out there. Oh, sure. Berkeley, him and DJ yeah, yeah. JD, they're, they're um, teachers out Shout there. Out to JD, oh, dope. Man. So they're, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're killing all those guys. All those guys connected to Big Night, all those huh? DJs. They're all doing extremely well. And I think it's so, and we need to talk about this at some point, not today, but at some point. When you have a company that that has um, their openers, that builds with their openers, yeah. this company, Big Night, they continue to give their openers raises and they continue to put them up in the business. Like Buddy just used to be, DJ Costa just used to be an opener. Now he's handling um, bookings with Randy and, he's, and he has other jobs. Uh, a part of that and his, and he's kind of like yeah I like to travel but why would I go anywhere when I'm working for the best clubs in the country I'm like hey man but and uh, but a lot I say it because a lot of companies keep their openers or the local guys down here right you yeah. know they don't they don't necessarily build they bring in other guys to build but these guys know the city better than anybody else yeah right so Randy continues to um, bring these guys on and Vinny Vibes another one another one of our friends yep. who's um, been building up with them so so yeah, yeah, they're just killing it out there. And that's important. I mean, you know, when you're building <clears throat> the synergy, not only with like within your city, but also like the companies that that do understand it, you know, they're really important. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately enough, you sometimes get in the position to kind of put in your input for talent buying. Yeah, if you will, absolutely. You know? uh, I was fortunate enough, like when uh, E-Rock uh, put me on, when right. he, he brought Infusion in, down Infusion, to Hollywood. Yeah. He gave me the opportunity to do talent buying um, as he kind of grew into his new, you know, responsibilities in different companies. Yeah. And um, funny enough, you had a, a recent kind of array of tweets that had that oh, brought yeah. in the the topic of gig swapping. Something that, you know, I'm not I, I can be transparent about that's something that would come up. Um, but you you know, as we've kind of said before in the earlier episodes, it's not something that we'd always bite on yeah, or I yeah. would tr not bite on because at the end of the day, like if you do the wrong situations, sure, it's going to reflect. Yeah. And, and it's going to reflect on the longevity of your position, right? Because you got to answer to different people. Yeah. And probably the one, one of the most difficult things, and I can only say this specifically to Los Angeles because this is where we're at. Yeah. But like, you know, sometimes the rates that you get here don't match the rates out there yeah. or the value of a 
DJ from, <clears throat> I don't know, call it Las Cruces or, sure. or uh, Chicago or wherever yeah. might not hold the same value of bringing somebody from those cities into LA that being able to bring an LA DJ to those cities yeah. might be. So there's some of those challenges, but to get real clear. And so we're all on the same page. Do you want to? Yeah. And, and again, we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but it was still very new to us. We were still trying to get an understanding of how it, how it's going to work in the long run, but now we're here and it's like, okay, I think we got a pretty good idea of how it is working and how, and it can go, it can go a number of different ways. And we're not here to bash it just to be clear with everyone. We're here to just state our thoughts on it. And, and well, um, first of all, your tweets only reflect your opinion. And- <laughs> my tweets only reflect my opinion. But again, in my tweets, and I don't think a lot of people took this way. I'm not bashing anybody. These are just well, hey, you uh, what I see. You, yeah. you, you, you know have responsibility. I mean? you, you got more than you got, you got, you got more than 140 characters today. So. <laughs> I got ten tweets. Yeah. Drop. <laughs> oh Lord. So, okay, so um, and then fashion also chimed in on this as well to fashion and I'll, I'll read his because he made it public so yep. you know, it must be all right all right so <laughs> i stay i started this off with um gig swapping is a thing and will take over in 2020 and on local djs are taking over their clubs slash bars creating more of a challenge for agencies and independent djs to get in rotation in some cases these djs are very generous and bless and bless their friends with dates uh if you're an agency and you don't have a stake in a club or have control of bookings in that club, um, then you are not evolving. I'd also argue that you're not evolving if you're still taking 20% of all your DJ's gigs as opposed to only getting a cut of what you bring to the table. It's just my hot take. Um, this is part of the reason why there is a revolving door that DJs walk in and out of at some of these agencies. But I imagine some of the agencies don't care how many DJs come and go just as long as there is talent to fill the void. If the agent, if the agency is bringing a consistent stream of bookings, then it's worth the 20 off the top across the board. Nevertheless, agencies, uh, DJs that have control of a club's bookings will be able to expand more um, out of their region, but will only be able to go as far as their clubs will allow them to go. Meaning if your club's DJ uh, pay drops, then your chances of swapping at a decent rate will minimize. And what, is, and what is typically the first thing to drop when a club goes through its inevitable struggles, the DJ budget. Plus, if the owner knows you're just a part of some deal that he ignores, then where do you stand when the deal is up? Or a booker outside of the swap may realize you're booked at a club because of your swap, not because of your skills and brand. Thus, a possible, nah, we're good on booking you. The DJ's involved in the swap have to think beyond the swap if they want longevity relying on a company in an industry where companies come and go may not be sustainable how do you turn a swap into an infinite play no my theory isn't conclusive and doesn't reflect all djs that fit the mold but i do encourage djs to focus on the relationship brands and skills and mickey also commented on that by saying in that order um your brand will also justify your booking uh, uh, your brand will justify your booking. Your relationships will get you through the door. Your skills can keep you in that room with a possible seat at the table. Finite versus infinite. All I can tell you is what I'm witnessing and how I think things may play out. Much love to the DJs, whether they swap or a part of an agency or independent. 
who continue to be creative in their attempts to move around the count uh, the country and get booked and rebooked. It's a testament to your skills and creative when a, a club books you and continues to book you. Very well, maybe the biggest compliment you'll receive. Get your campaign ready for 2020. Now, you want me to go on the fashions tweet? His response to that? Can we just go back to where I jumped in and then can you name the three things that um, you said are important? And um, so I can just real quick live with it. Uh, give you it. give you your flowers yeah. on that that particular part. Um, okay. Nope. That's not you read my reply before what I actually did reply to. Okay, so no, my theory isn't conclusive and doesn't reflect all DJs that fits this mold, but I do encourage DJs to focus on their relationships, brand, and skills. In that In order. That order. In that order. Yes. Yeah. Relationships, brand, and then skills. In 2020, now th- this this is probably this could be an argument, um, and that's fine. But that it, that's that's perfectly fine. But in that order, in 2020, in that order, yeah, the, it, I, I don't see how you can argue that. If and and this is very kind of club DJ bubble, right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because everybody, part. every DJ is going to have their different goals and aspirations and what they want to do. If you want to be in the dojo and you want to work on, on sharpening your skills before you even think about doing the gig, by all means, by all means, we respect that. But for the club DJ, I really feel in that order, those are the keys because the relationships are what going to get you in the door. Once you're in the door, the opportunity will open another door and to stay there is executing. And so yeah. I want to I want to ask you about the first the first point that you uh, and we were talking about this earlier about you're saying that in 2020 that DJ swapping is going to be the next thing or increase mm-hmm. how many DJs do you guys know are in a position in your experience in your personal experience yeah. are in a position to do a lot of or to do bookings in general like well, re- real quick maybe you want to that's where you want to hit fashion's answer Oh sure that yeah. is correlated exactly to what okay. the, the specific part you were saying. So fashion's response is no disrespect, but it is this, but, but this is the only way you can, I'm sorry, but if this is the only way you can get a booking, you're not creating any value for yourself and you're fucking up the game. Good DJs are worth their fee. If you have to trade, then you're not worth it. Sorry, not sorry. And my response to that or I, what I like to add to that is, if if you if you have to gig swap, or or actually I got to rethink how I want to word that. But what what are you guys thoughts on? I mean, that? I kind of I, I kind of agree with with fashion because it's you you hold no value, right? So mm-hmm. to bring up your point where you're saying if a if if a DJ is a book if the DJ is swapping gigs, so obviously the DJ either has is either the booker or has his hand in booking. Correct? Yeah. Right. Now, sure. Mickey has been in that position where he was able to book DJs. Right. Right. I don't necessarily, I'm not a booker at a spot, but I have, I have a very, I've built a relationship with cats that I can suggest and my uh, opinion or my suggestions are highly thought of. So meaning, basically meaning if I suggest someone nine times out of 10, they'll probably get booked. Yeah. They respect yeah. your opinion. Right. 
But if that that venue, that particular venue, is struggling, yeah, what's the first thing to get cut? Yeah, the DJ, the DJ budget. budget, right? Yeah. So now, what do you have to trade if that budget is not there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So now you you hold no value, right? You know what I'm saying. So just to bring it up to fashion's part, like if you are relying on that, if that's what you're relying on, like listen, I'm at one of the top spots either in my city or in the country or whatever. I can swap. You get me into your city. I can get you into my city. Whatever. All right. That that spot, that venue has had a good run. Six months to a year. Whatever the case is. Now, right. I'm not saying they go completely like bankrupt or whatever the scenario is. Yeah. But they they just like sales are not as what they were the last six months to a year. Yeah. And they have to gun down. They have to make some some budget cuts. Right. Like you said, the first thing to get cut is DJ budget. Listen, we got to cut the we yeah. got to cut the DJ budget. Now the as me being the DJ and booking, and I'm relying on that, my value decreases. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now I can't go and be like, yo, I can get you into the city getting paid this much because now it doesn't make sense for someone like yourself or yourself to want to leave the situation that I'm in to go and do that or, excuse me, trade with you and get paid less than my value right? and have to put you into the spot and give you, give my relationship that I with my word, you know what I mean? That this person is, you know, able to hold it down and do stuff like that. So now you lose your value in a sense yeah. like that. So I don't, I personally don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't think that that's going to be the new way. I don't think that it's going to help anybody or any DJ in that sense. Like in, having in, it In longevity or just, because some of these guys are just trying to get it. You know, everyone has a reason. Some guys are just trying to get out of their city and do something different. Even and I mean, is, and that's great. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if that's, if that's your short term goal, sure. By all means, like, you know what I'm saying? But with, you know, longevity wise, if you're, if we're speaking longevity wise, it's not, it's not going to hold no weight after, well, excuse me, after a certain yeah. amount of time. And I, I mean, I'll say this based on my experience from, from the days when I was doing talent buying, yeah. like you, you can't do it across the board. Like, and, and feel like you're putting yourself in this position to, grow your brand because really what you're doing is like you're there's an there, now there's an expectation yep right and then and then you're like depending on what the situation is well let's just give it a real ass example right like you guys are, were my boys or are my boys have always been my boys mm -hmm. and in that opportunity i was able to book you guys yeah i've told you guys many of times i would have loved to have booked you guys more but obviously you have to spread Number one, the budget. Yep. You know, there's times back in that day I couldn't even afford Danger's budget. Mm -hmm. And, but I was always realistic. And I was like, look, end of the day, I'll go to the max that I got. Yeah. And if you can come down to you, what you feel you're comfortable with, cool. Right. There, there's a little level of transparency that we can offer our audience. Yeah. And at the same time, when I had opportunities to put you on to, to headline while you were still making your name in the club scene, yep. right? Like I would try and do that. And so at the same time, while I'll, I could possibly get some looks from this side, I'm also trying to make sense of the other side yeah, without yeah. making it seem like it's a stretch and have my quote-unquote peers and superiors and other managers look at me like, yo, what are you doing putting this person on? Because I've had to pull people, Yeah, right? Yeah. That's part of my responsibility. Yep. And so <clears throat> if you're going to do it, and I'm going to say this from a DJ's perspective, like you got to be smart. You got to always put the venue and the party first, mm -hmm. not your individual brand. Exactly. You put the team first. Exactly. It's always about the team. And if you're able to do that, that's the recipe for success. Yeah. You know, as long as all the other 
cylinders are running, of course. Um, but also, you know, I think that's where you get into other tricky situations, which we can even elevate it more. Cause I think what you had to say also kind of expands on the whole idea of agencies and, um, people that actually property manage as well yeah. who have control of, of venues um, and their bookings that have their guys, right? Yeah. Cause they have their guys too. And they're going to put them on so that they can put other people on and they have mm-hmm. multiple venues and maybe, or maybe not. And I'm obviously I'm just like guessing here, but like mm-hmm. some of that also devalues those DJs is, is maybe in the swap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel to some degree, yeah. Yep. Right. Because if, if let's just say for whatever reason, you're dependent on a single person that's in charge of that property management company. And let's say the property management company gets fired. It happens all the time in yeah. all different categories in life. Then that devalues the whole set, right? sure. the whole list of guys. And so I think, I think fashion said something that's, that's really important, which is where if you solely exactly. rely on the swap, then you're in a very dangerous spot. Exactly. Yep. It's because, a great tool to have in your bag, but it yes. shouldn't be the only tool no, you have. And not the primary, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. And uh, what's that old term? Don't put all your marbles in Don't one put bag. all your eggs, eggs in one basket. basket. Yeah. How did I mess that one up? But, yeah. But I think that's the the key thing. You got to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. What, you're, what you have to offer. And I think that's that's really key. Well, I just want to state that when we were going into this episode, we wanted to create, we didn't know what kind of name to give. We wanted to create an awareness or things to look out for in 2020 because in January, there's always a lot of new things happening, new new contracts, new budgets, new clubs, et cetera. So we just wanted to give some sort of insight um, to what to look out for in 2020 for DJs. And and I'm also going to apologize now. We might, I can speak for myself for sure we might be all over the place with this shit because we have so many ideas and so many things to get out that, you know, just, just bear with us. Um, but, um, to add to what fashion said, and, and I'm only speaking for myself right now, maybe a handful of other DJs, but I, after fashion said that I, I I thought, well, what, what do I want to do in 2020? I'm going after big fish. I'm going after, all the if you were to break all the clubs down into levels, um, level one, two, and three, right? Big fish, you know, and then, then you got the middle fish. guys, and then, then you, you got, got the, the bottom. Sit middle side fish, <laughs> flounder. <laughs> um, so what I want to do in twenty twenty is go after is go after level one bookings. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to do level two. Some of the homies throw really dope level two bookings, and I want to do something with the homies. So I'm probably gonna do that maybe not all the time but i'm probably gonna do that and then and 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 let me be clear level one in those cities i got to where i am now because i took some of those level three bookings and some of those level two bookings which and again none of those bookings are bad i just want to grow and if in 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 some cities i'm not going to do any level two um any level two bookings because if i'm going after that level one in that city and that level one sees me doing a level two, like a, a month or two or three or four ago, they may not take me as serious. Mm. And, and I, if I know I have a chance, I'm, I'm saying if you have a chance, if there is a good chance that you, or, or a slight chance that you have a crack at that level one booking 
and you don't need the money because that's usually what it comes down to. I was like, you know, I got I got bills to pay. You know, let me just get this little extra something because it'll help in the um, you yeah, know, in the course. grand scheme. But if if you can deal without that level two booking and focus on the one because you know you have a pretty decent chance at the one, that's what I'm holding out for in 2020. Yeah, and I feel like there are a lot of DJs like that. So I say all this because. When I think of the gig swapping opportunities, a majority of them, 97 plus percent of them aren't level one bookings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that was, so that doesn't benefit me at all to be a part of a swapping. Now, what we were talking about earlier is sometimes you're just helping the homie out. Yeah. Like, um, like I gave the example to you, Tony Handsome. Um, I didn't really know much about him, but- I, um, but I was talking to him at one of our gigs and I said, look, I know you're an OC guy. I can, I can, uh, I think you can help over at legacy. My, my friend does a bookings there. You know, let me see if, if he can get you booked. It just makes sense to me. You know, you can bring that crowd. Everybody makes money. So that was like three, four months ago. I think he's been booked there ever since. But, and, and in return in that same conversation, he's like, yo, I'll get you a booking at this other club. But I'm just like, I don't care for that. Like, it's fine. I don't, I don't care for the swap. Like if I can help you. And I think that's another thing DJs need to do yeah. more of and also be aware of. I only want to work and help DJs that want to help the community. Exactly. If I see that you're on a road just for yourself and you want to only get your shit off and, and get and, and satisfy your pockets, I'll smell that on you. Yeah. I'll feel that. And you on don't want to so, be affiliated with that. And, and I don't, I don't want to do business with it. And sometimes it may take a booking to realize that mm -hmm. or two, but yeah, in 2020, I only want to work with guys that want to help the community and help guys get booked. And but um, I think that would be a great move for just the DJ and community and in general is just your intentions need to be need to be different. You know what I mean? You're yeah, just, absolutely. And that and that will follow. Like obviously, your actions, your maneuvers will be different. If my intentions is to help somebody, I'm in a position to help somebody to get somewhere or spinning a spot that they're interested in spinning or in a city that they're interested in spinning without having my own uh, my own agenda attached to it, yeah. then absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll definitely help out someone. Yo, you're trying to get here? Trying to do that? Absolutely. Without even thinking about it. Like, if I've, and like going back to what you were saying, if the fit is right. Right. I think that you fit this spot perfectly yeah. and you're interested in doing it, then absolutely. Without me wanting anything in return. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is going to be, I think, in my opinion or our opinion or whatever, that would be huge for the DJ community to maneuver in that way. Let's be real. We get it. We all say that the DJ industry is saturated or whatever, right. but there's a shit ton of work out there. 100%. There's a shit ton of work. I think there's enough work for every DJ. And then if we maneuver in a different way and we support one another, then these venues and these bookers, We'll have no choice because Joe and I, you know, piggybacking off of what he was saying about going after those, those level one, you know, spots and kind of chiming in on those level two spots. And he wouldn't want to do those level two spots because the, the, the people, the bookers at level one may look at him and be like, ah, we're not sure. Right. And my thought process is if you're a booker and you're looking at someone in the, in the city for the first time or whatever, just brand new to the city and they're doing those level two spots. Why are you judging that DJ by the spot that they're doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? As opposed to DJing who they are as a DJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At looking at it like this, instead of being like, okay, 
the level two spot in the city is whatever. Like, yeah. you know, that's the that's the that's the spot that, you know, right. when you can't get into these spots, you go there. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? What or whatever the scenario is. But instead of looking at it like that, you look at it with you look at it from the perspective as, okay, I, I've heard him DJ. I've I've heard his name yep. around. Right. Whatever. I've heard him DJ. Right. I've looked at I've looked at his presentation. Right. right. I've looked at his music selection. I looked at his mic presence, how he interacts with the crowd, how he maneuvers around the spot or whatever. I've had that introduction. We've spoke or whatever. And if all those check the check off, what does it matter what spot he's doing? He or she is doing, you know what I mean? Why not just being like, yo, they seem like they would be, because I think, and I was saying this to Joe is that stop, stop basing that DJ as because the venue may want, want a particular yeah. genre of music or a certain vibe or whatever like that and obviously you being a professional you're going to cater to that yeah and we get looked at as oh that's what they only do yeah for the and, most part most djs are open format djs correct yeah yeah and, and that that goes back to my point of give them a reason to book you like yeah. just because my like my boy books let's just say i have a boy that books at a level one spot but he's not booking me but that's my guy, but he's, but he's still not booking me, you know? And you would think, oh man, that's easy. You should easily get in that. Yeah. Okay. Give him a reason to book you. And that comes down to your brand, right? The relationship's there. That's one of the points, right? Yeah. Point one. And, and your skills are obviously there yeah. too, right? Point three. We're going in order. So, so, <laughs> so you have, now you have to give them a reason, uh, to, to, to book you. And if, and if you're, and remember they have bosses too. Absolutely. They have a job yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, you know, they got yeah. bills to pay and all that. So you have to give them a reason to bring you in, whether it's your boy or not. And that also goes to, you know, we, we can do this now or later, but how you react to that is plays mm. a big role too. Yes. Like you want to jump in? I wanted to inter- yeah, interject yeah, on what you had to say. And I think that's why we have a podcast is because we know each other so well and we're yeah. good to disagree or agree yeah. on every little tidbit, right. As we go through this. And I think the the main goal here is, um, is to be able to affect or uh, distribute knowledge that we've gained over the years to the most people that we can. And I think one of the things is, and um, you know, what you, what you've done for your brand is admirable Mm -hmm. and you're at that level where you're like, I'm going into 2020 and then going specific for these type of gigs. Right. And that's great. And what you, key point, which is why I wanted to circle back to it, was that um, 97% of the gigs are not those kind of gigs. Right. So the person that will be able to relate to that is really the 3%. Mm-hmm. And those 3% probably aren't listening to us because they are doing what we're doing sure. or what you're trying to do. Right. right? So to, to translate over... Um, just kind of a, something that came up earlier today. Um, shout out to Dre Sinatra, who was one of our guests mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back. And he said something that really resonated with me, not only in the DJ side of things, but also in, in just like real life, which was the moment he stopped chasing a number or money or a, a certain financial like goal Yeah, is when the financial things started, started to come in. and they'd flow yeah. and not only flow, but flood. Yeah. And so I think I've been able to relate to that in my experiences is where when I stopped looking at what the bag looked like 
and I started to look at what makes me happy, but is in line with my brand. Exactly. I think each individual and, and the, the reminder always is, you know, horses have blinders on their eyes. Why? To stay in their lane. I think we all can, and I say this respectfully, mind our own fucking business mm-hmm. and stay in our lanes mm. in this year. Yeah. Because that's something you do amazingly when mm-hmm. you stay disciplined to all the different things that you like to do mm-hmm. that I'll get on you about at breakfast for having um, Ziploc bags with coffee and whatever Bullet- else. Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. <laughs> Shout out to Shoney. He does that. Like, He's trying to get the, the only two trying to get the that check. Do, trying to get the bag for all of us. For all of us. We all eating. All right. We all drinking. So <laughs> you, going to, you got the meal prep mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Man. Thanks, I got man. You. I'm not the disciplined one. I'll break my my New Year's diet in three weeks. Hey, man, <laughs> but I'll be in the gym. But I I, I admire that about you because mm-hmm. you stick to what you plan. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important going into 2020 is being able to understand and have that level of focus that if there are goals that you want to reach and small things that can help you get there for me have always just been writing things down. Yeah. Yep. And because the physical energy that it takes to put pen to a pad and have it sit there, I'll have it sit there and I won't throw it away until I've done it. Like I'm going to get notifications that I ignore every morning. Yeah. Right. Reminders, whatever, write a notepad. I forget to even go back to my notepad app. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a to-do list here from last month. Yep. But physically you have a piece of paper that's in your way Yeah. that you got to get to the trash can. How do I get it there? By doing it. Yeah. And so I think um, as a responsibility, as our voices get, get larger and the things you want to do, I think you just need to get your goals in line. They need to align with your brand and where you want to get to. And you got to fucking execute. Yeah. Don't worry about why this guy has got a residency, why this mm-hmm. guy's buddy buddy with the talent buyer. Like that has nothing to do, do with, with you. you exactly. Yeah. It has everything to do with the fuel that you'll have, but it has nothing to do. Like, there's no reason to talk about it. There's no reason to bring it up. There's, it's all about like growing. Right. And then what you said, which was really important is fucking with people who want to contribute. Exactly. Not suck away the energy. Right. And it's cliche. Right. We all know the memes. Yeah. Cut off bad energy. Leave it back in 2019. Toxic. Toxic people. No toxic DJs. No toxic people in the new year. You know, all the gossiping, it gets easy. It's easy. You get brought into it, right? Oh, so-and-so dropped this at midnight. Can't believe he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Small shit like that. I mean, you see it everywhere. People who are like, I'll never gossip. But did you see what that dude was wearing? Yeah. Little things like that, man. Those are small deposits in the wrong energy. Well, it just shows where your mind is. And and one thing I want to encourage you guys is, if you have that negative outlook or that negative presence about you, and maybe you actually, maybe you hide it. Maybe you mask it in front of your friends or when you go out and you're out and about, but deep down and when you're in your own time, you got that, you're in that negative space or you're, you're jealous or whatever it is, man, that's, that's, I guarantee you that's a part of why you're not getting where you want to be with your bookings. hundred percent. Yeah. Guarantee because it's the energy you put out. And if you would just focus on yourself and, just have a you don't have you don't have to have feelings about anything in this world. No facts. You can be completely indifferent and focus on yourself. And man, let me tell you, when I do that, right, shit happens. Yep, hundred percent. And yep. and I would tell myself, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it. 
And that's the mindset. And then fucking shit happens. And I, you know, there's so many good things, but yeah, I, I would, uh, I concur. Stay away from all the gossiping and all that. And another thing I want to add is we, we, I, I brought up. Stay away from Twitter sometimes. Not not saying yeah, from your tweet, but like yeah, yeah. sometimes I go on there and I'm just like, yo. Oh, it's bad. It can be bad. I think it's just about being aware of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we're all human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have yeah. those moments where we're a little judgmental. But when we do it, we're aware of it. And then we get to choose how we want to handle it. Well, well I'm going to add to that. Yeah. It might be even more important you got to re- understand where you are at that time. Yeah. Where, where's your head at that time? If you're in a negative place and you go on Twitter and you read a bunch of negative shit, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going to fuck yourself up. But if you're in like, I want to be entertained. I'm indifferent. Let me just go on Twitter and get some entertainment. And just that's a bunch of shit, negative yeah. shit. Yeah. You'll be entertained, but you got, but in the morning I don't turn my phones in airplane mode when I write in my journal because, because I don't want to see any notifications of anything Anything DJ City related, you guys related, Instagram related, because I just want to have a uh, peace of mind while I'm in my journal. What and time then, is this? This while is we're still uh, <laughs> this is if I wake up at seven, I probably won't go out of airplane mode till like seven forty-five. Oh, so yeah. so I'll sit there and just you ain't seen enjoy. No notification like for me. even even when I'm done, <laughs> well even but you know shit pops up from yesterday. Oh, from, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Or or you know you just, you just shit just comes up man in your your feed like maybe that's something you guys should do in 2020 is not wake up and go directly to your feed just have a moment to yourself and even if you're anxious that's the worst thing you can do is check to see if you got that email and trust me like when I'm waiting for that one big booking to come in, yeah. boy, am I trying to get to my emails to, yeah. to check that I mean, yeah, shit we, out? I think we're all a victim of that. I, 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 I at least I will say yeah, I am. You know what I mean? Sure. Definitely checking the, the messages before I even brush my fucking teeth. But, yeah, but, but definitely trying to be better about I, it. I want to encourage us to yeah. just like and, and be with yourself in the morning and just enjoy what's going on around you and appreciate what you have. And then check the notice. And then do your checking or, or whatever it is. But even then, I'm not like, I'm not scrolling the feed. I want to, I, I got to be productive. I got to work on editing this pod or I got to work on the next globalization mix or a new yeah. scratch routine. So I'm like, I'm not looking for any of that stuff. You know, there, there's a, 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 a pod that we listen to. I haven't listened to that pod in a while because my head is somewhere else with, with, with books and how to, you know, the being one with your spirit and all that. So, and I do all, I try and knock, I not knock it out. Like it, it's something that has to be done and get rid of. But I, I accomplish all that in the morning just because that's when you're at your most alert. You're, you're, you're aware and you're fresh. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, back, back to the whole thing of, of, uh, of um, DJ. Uh, what I wanted to get to is DJs making announcement at the top of 2020, the clubs announced their residents for the year, whether it's a producer or guys like you and me. And I just don't, I encourage DJs to not be discouraged by some are inspired by and they say they're going to work harder on it, but don't be discouraged by it because half the time those clubs fall off, they lose yeah. their budget. Those guys lose their residencies. 100% of the time, it's, it's a great flex. And if I were in that position too, I would flex it as well because you are a business and you're trying to get more bookings from you. You're yeah, trying to attract absolutely. more buyers. Your intentions. So don't hate on them. Understand. And again, it's another thing is it's not us versus us. It's kind of like us versus Instagram when we're trying to blast our shit, right? Because Instagram keeps changing the algorithm. Yeah. So we have to find ways of being creative to yeah. spread 
the worst. So if anything, we, we should be learning from each other and using each other's methods. But, um, but yeah, that, that list, sometimes there's an opening in that list mm -hmm. that happened with me and dare this year, um, 2019, of, of course, um, where an op opening came up and then I got the opportunity to do it. And they said, look, we ain't got shit for you for the rest of the year. There are no available spots only for our residents, but have faith in us 2020. We're going to put you in rotation. And now I have a booking on uh, January 31st. And, and, you know, and, and I, I believe them when they say, yeah, we're going to put you in rotation because yeah. we saw what you can do. It's great so, that they had that communication with you though. Yeah. Yeah. But they could also have been full of shit. Yeah. True. And, and you're going to deal with bookers like that where they're just gassing you. And that's definitely happened to me in 2019. Oh yeah. You did us this thing. We'll take care of you. And you know, it's, but it is what it is. You can't rely on those. You can't put your emotions and your thoughts and your everything into waiting for that booking to come through. Okay. So let me ask you this, speaking of, to piggyback on this and to kind of, uh, talk, bring up what we talked about earlier. You do that, right? With the, you have the notion that, all right, they have said X, Y, and Z. They're going to book me, whatever. Oh, we're going to take care of you end of the year, next year, whatever. And they don't. You hmm. reach out to them, nothing. <laughs> Chirps. Yeah, yeah. How do you not take that personally? Because or how I, do you I, suggest DJs don't take situations like that personally? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, I like to think, first of all, I'm not, I'm doing my best not to rely on that as much as I want that that big booking. Yeah. I'm doing my best not to rely on it. And, and I, and I, of course I want to flex it and do all that. But again, I just, I try and keep myself leveled. Also, you got to keep in mind that club might be going through changes. There might be a budget cut. There might be something going on. Maybe the booker is not, doesn't have the power yeah. he or she said they had, or there's, there's just changes in general. So you have to prepare for that. Just, just, as long as you do what you can't, what you could have done in that moment, which was show up and kill it. Yeah. That's the best you can do. Like if you can hang your hat on that all day, then, then you're fine because there, there may, there may or may not, but there may be an opportunity where you get to work with that booker again, because he or she has a better position now mm, at true. a different club. You know, I remember you came into this spot and you killed it. We want to give you the opportunity to do that same thing over here. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't, you, you can't, and again, it's a shot to the ego. I think above all, yeah. for us DJs, if we don't get that call after we were promised, mm -hmm. it's a shot to the ego. And all you can do is just continue to create and, you know, just kill everything that you do after that. And maybe you'll be back on their radar, but it, it, it it's a, it's a long game, man. Yeah, absolutely. 2020, I'm, picture this, 29, top of 2019, I'm trying to get to dare. I get a booking in June and I'm not going to get another one until 2020. Mm -hmm. It's almost like me telling you build for 2021. Right. Yeah. Right and that's kind of what you're doing. You if you don't, do it, if yeah. you're not on their radar, you can, I mean, you know, through, through good faith and stars aligning, you might get the opportunity to do that in 2020, but you're kind of playing for 2021 if you're not on their radar right now. Yeah. I'll give you two great, two examples. You guys can determine if they're great. Yeah. I was about to gas my own examples. Sorry, right, hold on. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> keep my flowers. Let's take his own flowers. <laughs> my flowers. A single rose. Um, first example is uh, some, some may not know, but at 19, uh, I had my real estate license and, um, or going into 20, right? Mm -hmm. And Tell them how much you made, man. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> keep them out the cold. Look, we Tell know how much, much you made. Check this out. <laughs> Come on, man. But 
I got my license uh, first try and all that stuff. And I and it took me. And I'm thinking, yo, I'm in like real estate's making good money. This is 2004, mm. 2005, yeah. and so it's it's uh, pre problems in the market, of course. But what in real estate you encounter is that you're not going to make a sale. A sale doesn't happen overnight. No. Like you got to get a client uh, pre-qualified. You got to get them the, the proof of the loan through that yeah. process. And then you got to go find the house. And then, you know, by that time you're showing them the houses that they can, you know, afford and, yeah. and so forth and so forth. So it takes at least a month, right? To Minimum. get to the point yeah. where you might be getting your check, right? right? So you're literally working for free. Yeah. In in many ways, right? Out of your pocket, credit cards, whatever you can do. Yep. But you're never going to get that first check if you don't do the work. And while you're working for that first check, you better be planting the seeds for the second, third, and fourth. Mm-hmm. Because then that's how you stack them. Yeah. And so in the DJ side of things, yeah. when you're trying to work with companies that don't work as fast or they don't return the calls or they don't book you as often, like you better start planting that seed at three, four, five, six, seven other spots. Yep. Yeah. Because when they finally hit, then they're all hitting together. And then yeah. you're eating. And then you're able to work a little, you know, a little differently. Yeah. But that first part, that grind cannot stop. Yeah. You know, um, I and then more recently I have another example, which was I got set up with the with the company. They're a corporate company and they wanted to work with myself and, and Mag Park. And they're corporate, they're a big time company. They work differently than I do. If I, I mean, shit, sometimes I put out the work schedule for Mag on Sunday night, you know, for the next day. <laughs> you got to be here at 9 a.m., brother. Hey, man, look, check this out, <laughs> Sorry. man. Check this nobody out. Go out yeah, nobody go out Sunday. Nobody go out Sunday. Get your notifications. You know what I <laughs> oh, mean? Man. But, hey, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm knocking out payroll. I'm doing, you know, podcast edits yep. uh, equally. Yeah. And, working. Um, and, huh? Working. Working, right? Yeah. We're working. And um, aside from that, why. thanks. Joe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, um, long story short, like I met with this company to have dinner, real casual. Then things you, you think they're taking off. It's like a relationship. Then things are taking off and then, you you know, you got to have a couple of drinks. And now you're starting to talk about this hypothetical is really sounding really real. Like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, shoot, we might work together. Right. And then call this November and then uh, early November. And then the conversation leaving that meeting is cool, we're going to set something up for the end of December. Great. I didn't hit this person back till the second week of December thinking like, December's wrapping up, you know. Yeah. Uh, are we going to still meet up we again? Moves. <laughs> you know, everybody's excited. And then I don't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Ghost town. Literally a couple of days ago, I got a reply for the first time. Oh man, that's super exciting. That are like like nothing like like I wasn't just <laughs> like here. we just talked yesterday like I wasn't that <laughs> meme of that cartoon looking out the window like <laughs> yeah. for a text back yeah. like like oh, I wasn't man. just sitting there waiting on this reply and I'm just like oh great <laughs> like can't wait yeah and then it's like we'll set something up in January so what I really want to get out of that story is you don't know how other people work right. yeah, everybody right. has their process absolutely when people hit me up and the, and. And they they need to get something handled. I always say this for me personally. I like to get things emailed to me. I hate notifications. So if I see that number on my in on my Gmail inbox, yeah. I want to get that number down. 
right? That's my goal every day. Every right, morning right, is to right. get that yeah, number yeah. down as low as possible. Spam shit. I haven't seen zero in a long time, but, <laughs> but 40 to 50 is that comfortable range that I don't have too much on my plate. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm going to get it done, but people don't understand my process, right? Yeah. They see me doing something else. They're going to feel like, oh, he's not, he doesn't care or whatever. Yeah. No, there's a process. Maybe I'm waiting on somebody else. And so what I've learned is in anything, like I can't force you to do any, I can't force anybody to do anything. Yeah. When the time is right, the time is right and it'll get done. You just have to have faith and keep yourself busy enough to be working on other things that when this finally happens, you're ready. 100%. Stay prepared, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's key going into this new year. I um Well, I wanted to touch back on the 97%. Uh, yeah. that that do gig swap and and just to be clear that there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with with doing it i don't think there's anything wrong with it if that's your lane that's not everybody's lane and and it's fine that's not fashion's lane that's fine it doesn't have to be his lane and he can say what he wants about it so that shouldn't discourage you but he's also playing a different game than those guys Honestly. you know we're all kind of playing our own well everybody's game. relationships get some different places exactly it, yeah. it's not like when I got the talent buying opportunity, it's not like I went into that situation thinking I'm going to go book the DJs here one day. Yeah. That was literally like, I just happened to be the person that was tr entrusted or was a tastemaker enough at the time and close to the person who was in charge to be mm -hmm. nominated to take over. Sure. So in a lot of positions, even if you are gig swapping or you're put in that position, it's not like you like, mapped to be there it's not yeah. like you counted on being there yeah i definitely understand the difference between somebody who's taking advantage and someone who is being responsible there's mm -hmm. two different things but the same position yeah so i think as long as that person and you you'll you can tell like come on we can tell yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody in front we can tell when the entire calendar has people from out of town yeah. <laughs> like in yeah. the, in, in we the, know the what book, your agenda is, the book, right? And, and like we all know the budget, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like we can tell. And so when it's obvious and it's blatantly obvious, I think that's when it brings it raises eyebrows, and you're just, or, you know, you're just like, what's going on here? But when it's done correctly, and and at the end of the day, it's just a different kind of relationship. I think. Yeah. You know, I again, fashion is, I'm gonna say, a legendary dude in the club scene. Yeah. Like. By far, some of the best edits in the game. Yep. By far, one of the best mixtapes coming up. Yeah. Right oh, yeah, era. yeah, yeah. Those early fashion and, tapes were fun. And I'm sure he has a bunch of stuff that, that you know, goes out in different avenues. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he was able to establish his name in a different time. That's true. You know, without putting his age out there. He but, but, and, and also to mention that, now I, I can't speak for fashion because I don't know what kind of business he was doing, but... If you wanted a vice or an AM and you want the price knocked down, guys of that era had to get bundled up. If you like, let's say if AM was 20K. That's a different time, yeah. And you want yeah. an AM for 10. Well, okay, you got AM for 10, but you also got DJ, A, B, C, and D. You also had to book DJ, A, B, C, and D on that Dexstar roster. Yeah, but that was so AM that and Vice looking eating. out for their guys. Right, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying at that's what was going on at that time. And I think to some degree it is still happening. But but I think more importantly, it's it's the gig swapping thing. Now, I want I want to focus on that bef before we get out of here because I, I do want to encourage those guys who are swapping to to think bigger than the swap. Think what it think. What if I didn't have the swap? What if my swap started uh, stopped tomorrow? 
what, what am I doing when I go to whatever city you're going to, what am I do, doing to, to establish longevity in this city? It can't just be, it can't just be, there's gotta be more to it than just the swap on the table. So are, are like, are you guys going out and meeting other people? Are you being introduced around? Are you getting familiar with the scene, the players, the VIP hosts? Because there's more to, again, there's more to it than just a swap on the surface. So I want to encourage those guys to figure out other ways to, to, to continue to stay in that city or, or grow and possibly help others if the swap wasn't there. And, um, and for like, what would you guys recommend for guys that, that aren't involved in the swap and are trying to get to these cities? I was gonna make a joke. Like, man, they're not listening. They're booked everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. It, I mean, it, it, just to just dumb it down, it just basically goes back to the three steps that you know yeah. you guys mentioned earlier. You know what I mean? Just build those, work on your relationships, your brand, and your skills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that's pretty much the fucking blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the blueprint. Yeah. And I think that's a blueprint, regardless of what your end goal is, regardless of how your approach is. That's pretty much how you're going to establish it and get and be able to elevate and whatever, you know what I mean? In this industry and be able to move on and, and accomplish those goals. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And just to like completely dumb it down. Like when we say skills, like we're talking about, like you don't need to juggle. You don't need yeah, to you like, know what I mean? to know triple click flare. Like all that yeah. stuff is dope. And we appreciate it. Cause we're, we're not knocking it. Please, by all means, by if all you want to do it, do it. I'm like, down to listen to that. Right. All the time. Right. Routines. Exactly. Everything. Just make sure it's appropriate. Yeah. But half the time, right. The timing. Is- but half the time, right. Half the time, it's not even appropriate for the set at the for club. For sure. For sure. And maybe more than half the time, if we're trying to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it, you got to have standard skill sets, mm-hmm. blending, timing, all that other stuff, regular stuff. And aside from that, yeah, relationships come first, man. Like, that's just you got to build that, and that and that doesn't just mean, you know, um, knowing somebody. That means like following up, touching base, actually caring. Right? Go back to our do's and don'ts of networking. Right? Like, there those are standard ways to connect with other human beings mm-hmm. and not make it transactional. Because once you make things transactional, I think at that point you understand what your relationship is. I mean, again, because I know this world. The entire first year of Mag Park, we gave away so many fucking shoes Mm -hmm. and so many Supreme items or whatever the case may be, right? And to build relationships with quote-unquote influencers, yeah, right? And the people that stuck with us after the marketing budget ran out Mm -hmm. are the people who I genuinely would listen to their, like, humanized problems. Yeah. Yeah. Family, uh, just talking about sports, yeah. talking about just regular things. Those are the people that stuck around and and are to this day supporters of the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. The guys who was like, all right, here's your shoes. Let me get my post, blah, 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 blah. And never like, saw them again. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. You know, like I honestly, and some of them aren't even like where they were then. Mm. And so, which I can only imagine has to do with the transactional relationships that they developed. Yeah. yeah. Because ultimately when you have... I don't know, somebody had a, a controversial tweet or something happened and now they're not as famous or nobody's supporting them. Well, shoot, who's going to support you when you made everything business, right? Yeah. 
nobody's going to look at you like a human being. Everybody's going to look at you. Oh, he's just a guy that did, we did a deal with Yeah. versus this is so-and-so my friend, right? Someone who, who I, I know personally and can speak on behalf that he's still a good dude. I'll still do business with him regardless of how this looks in the public. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately that carries over in this DJ world where if you establish relationships, build a relationship, like, Man, I'm super grateful for all the DJs I've gotten to meet because every single one of them has a different story, right? Literally and metaphorically. And at the end of the day, the people who have, I mean, tons of men and women come in, support the business, support our podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Support DJ City and Beat Source and everything that we're doing off love, right? Like, and they've messed with me when I had infusion. They messed with me when I when I didn't have infusion. Yeah. When we came and opened another store, we came and opened another business, we have Mac Park, they supported us. Yeah. Right? That's the bond you grow. That's why we're yeah. all tight beyond the the foundation that we all put together. Yeah. Right. And I think we all kind of understand like who are those people that we trust and who are the people we want to keep near each other. Yeah. And in every different season, we, you know, you kind of make adjustments. And I think this is just a new season, a new decade, and, mm-hmm. you know, as long It's just as, another day, right, yeah. Joe? Just another day, just man. Just another day. Father time yeah, don't go. give a fuck what you're going through. Right. You got to keep pushing. Right. Real quick before we uh, end this, um, music-wise, where you guys think music is heading this year? Oh, yeah. And the take before we get out of here. Yeah. Where you guys um, think music is heading, dude? Where, where? I'm, I'm saying more, more old school. I think we're going to be playing more old school where new music is going to be. Define um, old school, man. Well, I okay, two thousands. Okay, okay, two thousands. Yeah, I knew that's what you meant. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I think I wanted to clarify that. You're saying I that, that. So you're you're saying that DJs will be allowed to incorporate that more, or yeah. venues would do want that more. I think venues are going to start seeing that that works for getting the crowd going, or or what for whatever. However, you want to break it down, but but in, at the end of the day, it works. So I think they're going to encourage that more. And now I'm also going to say, not, it's not going to be a significant amount, but in 2020, you will start seeing more of those parties popping up on weekend nights, those old school 2000 mm. parties popping yeah. up on weekend night. Because if I'm a level two or three club, what do I have to lose? True. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of playing this cool game, this, you know, be cool game, whatever. True. You know, let's, let's just get some fucking money at the bar. Let's get some money through the door and, you know, we'll just, we'll have uh, more of a sustainable run. Yeah. Now, mu- new music, I don't know. I think still, still going to be some Latin. I think, I think especially in LA, like the Latin, uh, the Latin movement is going to increase. Mm. And, and when I say it, it's going to increase, I mean, and, I, and I'm speaking for myself, if I'm doing a typical hip hop spot, I'll usually throw in some Afro beats to kind of break it up, yeah. okay. right? Like, all right, I didn't slammed you over the head forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, let's switch it up. Let's take a- the left. Afro beats needs a face though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying I think I think I I personally think Afro beats will be the same as it was in 2019. Okay, it won't. I okay. think Latin music will take another step up, where we're hearing it more, and I'm saying specifically here in LA, where we'll be hearing it more. Yeah, uh, they would. People are going to venues and people who go out are going to want to hear it a little bit more, um, and that because the that like mumbo tone sound is kind of similar to it, I think that yeah. 
we'll start to make a shift a little bit more back into it. Yeah. Especially all you guys who's making those remixes, probably going to kill with that sound. Yep. Um, and I think that the, I, 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 I want to word it correctly, but I'm not sure. Like the house, when I say house, I mean, for example, like Catronada type stuff. I think that stuff is going to start seeing this way more so. Hopefully. And into it. Not like, yeah, yeah, I want to say like Catronada-ish type, yeah. you know, house music, quote unquote. I mean, excuse me if I'm, I know like house heads will get hot with me. Man, there's so many branches <laughs> yeah, right. from that tree. <laughs> yeah, hot with me. So, so excuse much. my ignorance. That excuse tree my is ignorance. big. Yeah, um, but I think, I think that. Redwood. I think that, um, I think that sound w- will start to uh, creep its way. Bluewood if you're into, I hope so. Uh, what you call it. I mean, I, I personally hope so too. You know what I mean? It's, it's. I don't want to say it's rare that I get to play that stuff, but it's not as often as I would like. Yeah. Hot take. Um, well, I'm a double or triple down on Roddy Rich having a big... Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, hip-hop's never going anywhere. Man. Let's like, be real with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through a quick little... Uh, what's it called? Detour here. But uh, really excited to hear Ty's album and Cole's album. If if those stand out and yeah. if Rihanna drops something, I'm excited to hear Justin Bieber's album. Justin Bieber <laughs> as well. Super excited about that. Um, I'll say that I think we'll see a lot of '90s cars mm. coming this year, this decade, or this. With the gold year. BBSs. Uh-huh. I think I think that's where like you know the old like quote unquote rice rocket look might be a thing. Wow. I'm gonna go ahead and take a take a take a yeah. take a take shot a at that nice one. Week. Okay. Um because we're going guy. we're going a whole lifestyle here. Um but I I do think I do think like 90s house could be heavily yeah. influenced in some sampling and yeah. I think in some of the things that we'll see um translating over to some of the other genres, maybe that have the opportunity to cross over. I think that could could be a thing and I would love to see um like a two thousand tens, like early two thousand tens party pull up, you know? Little yeah. little Timbaland influenced era. A lot of Rihanna. A lot of Rihanna. That was a huge Some like up tempo dance dance movie. Like I think that that just mo- a lot of fun music at that time. I think Style the moment Cruise. is just yeah. 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 It's just yeah. it just feels like it's, it's slowly becoming it. that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, as we've seen the transition, so I think it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, hopefully we um hopefully clubs are more open to uh more open format, more up tempo. It doesn't have to be EDM, just just you know that good good um one twenty eight stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I understand most of it is EDM, but there's a lot of tracks up there that are not. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's just fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm calling it audible right now. Okay. This was not on any of our discussions or texts. Okay. But I want us to set goals for our pod, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set us off. Okay, we okay. got two two of them for us. Okay, shit, we could go. I might move. Obviously, we have to agree to it. Okay. <laughs> so these are suggestions. It's a team thing. Sure. Number one, we're gonna have our own mix show. Okay, okay. okay. Everybody's like everybody likes the pod. I think our next step is having our own mix show. Mm-hmm. Um, step number two is having our own monthly party. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. And then uh, step number three is potting from out of the state somewhere. Yeah, that was going to be mine. I think yeah. traveling with the show. Yeah, getting and, different. And, and and if you see us doing any of these things, it's right. It's not yeah. a forced thing. 
Yeah. It, it's it's the right situation because we ain't got time for no bullshit. I can tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we all got our own thing going on and we got to do what's right for the show. Yep. 100%. And I'd like to add to that with some sponsors. Yeah, there you go. Proper yeah, sponsors. There you go. Sponsors. Now you're potting. Talk to us. Now I'm potting. Talk to us. <laughs> I'm potting. Talk to us. Yeah, you were absolutely. Potting. I started potting after you. He just he was piggybacking off that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was about to say, I got to lob you. I was talking to Philob earlier today, and I said, yeah, lob us. He goes, what? Oh, I learned. Sports. <laughs> he said, what you say? This is why we don't talk sports on this show. <laughs> you just call me a lop? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a lop? As much as we would love to, we don't. <laughs> Bro, you got one to throw in there? Um... I, no, did, I did kind of set us up pretty high. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you did. Like, I, I agree because with I, I, I mean, I was going to say um, the traveling one because I think that we we give a lot of perspective from the LA market, and I would love to hear DJs that are in these other major cities, yeah, and their perspective on a lot of the topics that we spoke about, even yeah. past topics that we've spoken about. Yeah. You know, whether it's Miami. New York, Texas, whatever, even some smaller cities like Reno, like when we had Sprite on last week and he brought us like some of the smaller cities that he loves to go to and just kind of get the DJs in those in in those cities and their perspective on a lot of these topics, I think would be great. Yeah. Um, because we talk about LA. So I think uh Mickey D's podcast, shooting in different cities, sign us up. And and not only talk about, but be open to give ideas to Absolutely. How to make it better. Because we, we can sit here and say, oh, man, let me get on that pod. I got a lot of stuff to get off my chest. All right, well, yeah, not, dude, you're not going to come on here. We want to hear We want to hear constructive rant and stuff. Yeah, we don't want you ranting. This is, save yeah. that for Twitter. You, do you get hit with the whole, like, Yo, let me, when am I going to go on? Or I, could, I have a lot to add on. I've gotten a couple of those, and I'm just like. I don't respond to those. Yeah. I love you, man. Uh, positivity, yeah. 2020. Yeah. All that Stay tuned. There it is. What episode is this? 27. 27. Episode 27. Yep. So 27, back, please man. continue to uh, repost. Yes, sir. Like, share, tell your friends. Hopefully, I think this, we kicked off the 2020 really, really well. Yeah. With Happy this New Year. Informative podcast. And yeah, if there's anything you guys like us to talk about, throw it in there. Throw it in our DMs and uh, I'm sure we'll get to it. If you want one of us to shut the fuck up, let us know. Well, I yeah. mean, it's not going to happen, but let us know because it'd just be funny for us to talk about it. Engagement. Can yeah. I make a last minute shout out? Yeah, let's go for it. To Joe's Earth Tones a la Yoda. <laughs> like, yo, are you watching The Man No Warrior? No. Oh, man. But I love let's the go memes. go over his head now. <laughs> no, nah, he knows the memes. Uh, you know the memes. Shout out to the Mac Park shirt. Yeah, man. I love my Earth Tones. We, we all out here Mac Park today, huh? Yeah, right. Vibe. Except for Michael. Except myself. What about the hat? <laughs> I mean, I designed the hat, yeah. but, but oh, it's man. not like Mac. Yeah. Um, Los Angeles right. Dodgers. Shout out to the Dodgers. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs>